This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. And I'm very happy to say that we have on the line our regular correspondent when it comes to parliamentary matters, Rob Hutchinson. How are you doing, Rob? Yep, very well. And yourself, Benji? Good, thank you. Now, Rob, uh, I see that there is a push to do some SA, uh, amend some SA electoral laws. Of course, we have an election coming up. Um, but it feels like there's forever elections in, in, in South Africa. Uh, this one's in 2024. So, so what are these laws looking to achieve? Like I said, it's a continuation of um, the call to have uh, independent candidates uh, running in the national election. So independent candidates are, uh, were previously allowed to contest local elections, municipal elections, and um, in some cases provincial elections, but now the, they were never previously allowed to uh, a, a, a challenge on a national scale. So this amendment bill came after a court ruling, which was brought forward by, um, I think it was COPE, was one of the political parties that brought, brought it forward as a private member's bill. Um, but this has actually been brought forward as a proper bill in, in Parliament now to amend the Electoral Act to allow independent candidates to, to run at a national level. Perhaps it's a good thing, perhaps not such a good thing. Um, there's some clauses within the bill that are uh, quite concerning, especially when it comes to funding of candidates. Uh, traditionally, uh, big political parties do receive quite a bit of funding to run elections and so on, and it's not quite clear how that will apply to uh, potential independent candidates. Also, uh, code of conduct, will they subscribe as an individual or as a party a lot of areas need to be to be ironed out, and I think this bill uh, proposes to actually iron out those areas after public consultation. Yeah, and uh, the the funding issue that you mentioned has been a, a really big problem uh, mm-hmm. because they put in new funding laws, uh, and then the, the people who put them in, who the ANC in particular, uh, then suddenly found that their funding dried up, which uh, wasn't quite what they I think were trying to achieve. No, not at all. So that that was to to make the funding of political parties quite transparent to to the public. And a lot of, a lot, I think most of the the parties in in parliament actually uh, contested that that proposal. However, um, that has gone through. It is actually sitting still on the president's desk. We still need to get him to sign it to reveal political party funding, and hopefully that will make it more transparent. But yeah, as you say, uh, a lot of uh, donors or major donors to political parties don't want to be revealed as, as such. I think you'll probably find that um, certain players, wealthy companies, individuals, or uh, even overseas interests, fund multiple parties, ANC, EFF, DA, all at the same time. So it brings into 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 question quite quite a, a lot of actually what happens behind the scenes in in a political race. Now, uh, Rob, interesting, uh, I saw in the news this week, you, we, we discussed briefly what are the hot topics coming up uh, in, in Parliament uh, this year, and you sort of briefly mentioned the NHI, and then boom, mm. it became a huge big deal uh, on, on, on the agenda in the news uh, this week, and, and, and uh, I just thought it would be worth chatting about so that people understand where we are in that process, because we sort of mentioned it, and I think it is going to be uh, probably one of the bigger bulls, even maybe than land this year, I wonder. I think so, Benji. I really do. Um, this, the whole week and the previous week and the week before, a lot of, 
private medical aides have been presenting to, to Parliament, including the, the big ones, Discovery and uh, Bonitos. And they all come to the same conclusion, is that it's pretty much unaffordable for for the country at this stage. They be talking about huge costs, 220 billion billion rand a year to fund it, which can only be uh, brought about by an increase in taxes. And all we have to do is actually look at um, the, the the problems that the NHI uh, does face. It's got to administer at least 55 million people, um, and got to cater for 55 million people applying applying for use at once. If we look at the track record that uh, state-owned entities and and other state-owned institutions have, we just see a record of mismanagement and so on. And the road accident fund is a great example of that. Currently sitting at about 400 billion rand in debt, and most of that is due to you know, corruption within the organization and unscrupulous lawyers. Although 43 billion is collected annually for, for the road accident fund, only, only about um, let's say a portion of that actually gets used for for the bill itself, and most of it goes to legal fees. So it's a major, major, major problem. And we're going to see that exact same model applied to administration of of the NHI. It is it is of great concern, as no doubt taxpayers will will be left with with the bill, and there'll be huge administrative costs as as usual if the uh, road accident fund is is anything to go by, which is pretty much the same model as the as the NHI. So no doubt there'll be more discussions in Parliament and in the public space around the implementation of of the NHI, how it will be administered, and so on. And um, what we're going to see following from the parliamentary discussions is no doubt more public participation events as regulations and so on are are published. So when will we start to get a, a sense about if this is going to be uh, going through legally or not with the land issue? You know, we had all of these processes and they had to put something in place and then there was something else. So sort of the ladder, if you like, of of, of the creation of, 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 of laws, where are we when it comes to the NHI? Pretty close to, to implementation, I, I have to admit. It's gone, it's been in the pipeline for sure many years now. I think around about five or six years there's been discussion in it. It's gone out for a stakeholder comment. Uh, there was a lot of speculation originally around um, expropriating uh, normal medical aids, existing medical aids, and they would become state owned entities. And that's, that is a real, that is a reality. You know, we, the, the way, easiest way for the state to implement something like a national health insurance would be to expropriate existing, existing private companies. And I think the, the major players have actually woken up to this fact, which is why they've been so vocal in, in parliament, um, in the past two weeks. All right. So that's, uh, again, very, very interesting to watch. Uh, and I'm sure. Um, that there will um, uh, that there will be a, a lot of very uh, fractious and uh, and um, kind of concerning stuff to look at. Rob, is there ways that, that the public can can um, can put input at the state? Yes, there is. Um, on many bills, as as usual, we have the facility on on our website. On the NHI, there's nothing officially to comment on yet. Um, however, we are expecting a public participation uh, 
opportunity to be to be opened up pretty pretty soon on on that front. As I said, the regulations and uh, little amendments to the bill need to be need to be ironed out. On the electoral laws amendment bill, uh, there's uh, plenty of opportunity. We've got that open on our website at dearsouthafrica.co.za, uh, and there's also the usual tips for the finance minister, which is also open there. And uh, that's pretty much it at this stage. Those are the big ones. You're listening to 101.9 KFM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 KFM talking to Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Rob, been back in the saddle for a couple of weeks now in terms of uh, your show. What can uh, listeners look forward to this week? when it comes to dear parliament. Well, last week we had a fantastic chat to conservative Jewish woman, um, uh, Karen Herodin. Fantastic chat. She's a prolific writer for, for conservative women's voice in the UK. And, oh, she has got so much, so much to talk about. We, we had a great chat last week and didn't quite finish it. So we're going to continue it this, this week. And, yeah, it's going to be promises to be really, really interesting from topics, uh, including the problems in the China Communist Party all the way through to mandatory vaccines, mandatory vaccines, mandatory vaccines and a whole lot of other really uh, concerning issues, which she writes about. Always a fantastic conversation there. So make sure to tune in and have a listen. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that will be, uh, that will be very, very interesting and certainly, uh, uh, well worth engaging with. Rob, something else, uh, that's been raising its head is about what are they going to do with Parliament now? So obviously we're going to have to get through this budget suite and, and the, and the state of the nation, which they're thinking about doing in, uh, uh, the town hall or whatever, I guess, at the all in Cape Town. Uh, but there's talk about moving Parliament now that it's been burnt down from Cape Town somewhere else. How likely do you think that would be, and would it would it be open to public participation as well? I don't ever be open to public participation because that would be an administrative decision uh, based on Parliament. However, there are uh, massive logistical er- or challenges in in moving Parliament to to Joburg. Uh, it's it's pretty much found found its place in in Cape Town already. And, and a lot will, will have to change there. But the ANC have mentioned it several times in wanting to move it from, from Cape Town to, to Pretoria. For what reasons? It's not really clear at this stage, but I don't think it will move. I, I think it's, it's be way too, too disruptive. And yeah, it's, it just, would it work? I don't know. Is the ANC scared of a, uh, or the threat of the Cape seceding? I don't know. It's it's there's a lot of questions and speculation in the air around that. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, quite an interesting interesting discussion um, uh, just around the Parliament because that has been uh, you know, it, it, it has been something as you say that they've been talking about for many years, and you just wonder if they're not going to try and take the opportunity to to uh, to to move it now. Uh, and you, you mentioned before the break, uh, tips for the finance minister. Have you been getting, getting some fun ones in? Yes, yeah, some rather interesting ones, some great ones and some, um, of the usual angry South African responses. 
And I'd say that's the majority of it. Stop spending our money where it doesn't matter is, is probably the most common, common argument or comment there. But yes, yeah, some, some good uh, comments and great comments from, um, individuals as well as, uh, civil society organizations. And, you know, I think let's hope that the minister actually does use the suggestions or men- even mentions them in the upcoming budget speech that would be a great reflection of the cooperation between government and and civil society, hopefully to to make a better better South Africa. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rob, that brings us to the end of our segment with you for today. Do you listen out to Rob's show? Uh, that's that's a Wednesday lunchtime, hey Rob? That is it. Uh, Wednesday at twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock. There you go. So you can listen. Sounds like uh, some very interesting topics that. Uh, Rob is is covering with some voices that you definitely are not going to hear uh, anywhere else on the media uh, spectrum, unless of course Rob is talking to me. In which case, uh, we're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hear them next week uh, on our regular parliamentary feature. Absolutely, absolutely, and looking forward to it, Benji.